Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 303, Expedition to Palestine. The Prophet, peace be upon him, returned to Medina, aware that he was near the end of his mission, and he spent most of his time praising and glorifying Allah, who had given him success after success during his 23 years of prophethood. People were entering Islam in multitudes, and delegations continued to arrive before him. In Rabi'ul Awal, the 11th of the Hijrah, the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent Usama bin Zayd an, with 700 soldiers to the territory of Balqa and Daram in Palestine. They were to stage a show of might against the Romans, who had resumed the hostile acts. The army set out, and at Jaruf, only three miles outside of Medina, they received news that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was very ill. They encamped there awaiting further news of the Prophet's health. With the Prophet's subsequent death, Usama and his men went on with their expedition and became the first people to lead a military expedition during the Khalifat of Abu Bakr Siddiq. Signs of the Prophet's imminent death The episode of the poisoned meat served to the Prophet had almost receded in the memories of people when he began showing signs of poisoning. The poison gradually took root in his system, and the Prophet's health deteriorated. Since the tenth year of the Hijrah, he began to express through his words and his actions that he expected to pass away soon. Each Ramadan, the Prophet, peace be upon him, would perform i'tikaf, or continuous prayer and worship in a mosque, during the last ten days of the month. In Ramadan of the 10th of the Hijrah, however, he performed i'tikaf for the last 20 days of the month, saying that during this time, Jibril asked him to recite the Qur'an twice rather than once. The Prophet, peace be upon him, told his daughter Fatima, radiallahu anha, that he thought his time was at hand. Also, while bidding farewell to Mu'ayyad, who was travelling to Yemen, he said, O Mu'ayyad, after this you may not see me again, and you will soon pass by this mosque of mine and my grave. Mu'ayyad began to weep at these words. Even during the farewell pilgrimage, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said more than once, I shall not be able to meet you after this year. Perhaps I will not be able to perform Hajj again. Similarly, the revelation that the Prophet, peace be upon him, received during the farewell pilgrimage also indicated that the Prophet's mission was complete. Today I have perfected your religion for you and completed my favor upon you, and I have chosen Islam as your religion. Chapter 5, verse 3 Furthermore, he termed the pilgrimage Hajjul Wida, the farewell pilgrimage, to indicate that he was bidding farewell to his followers before he passed away. In the beginning of Safar, the 11th of the Hijrah, the Prophet, peace be upon him, went to Mount Uhud and prayed for the martyrs buried there as if he were bidding farewell on them. On his return, he mounted the pulpit and said, I will precede you, and I shall bear witness for you also. By Allah, I see before me now the well of Kothar in heaven. I have been given the keys to the treasures of the earth. I do not fear that you will revert to polytheism after I am gone, but I fear you will be consumed by the love of the world and vie against each other for worldly things. Late one night before the end of Safar, 
the Prophet, peace be upon him, went to the cemetery in Medina, known as Baki Harkod, and prayed for the dead there. I shall meet you soon, God willing, he said. The Prophet, peace be upon him, falls ill. On the last Monday of Safar, the Prophet, peace be upon him, attended a funeral at Baki. When he returned, Aisha told him that she had a headache. Nay, it is I who have a headache, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said. Oh, Aisha, my head! Although the Prophet's illness worsened, he still gave each of his wives his time by staying with a different wife each day. When he was with his wife Maimuna, he asked her whom he was to stay with the next day. Knowing that he wanted to be with Aisha, his other wives wavered their rights in favor of her. Supported on both sides by Fadl bin Abbas and Ali bin Abi Talib, anhum, the Prophet went to Aisha. Aisha relates that the Prophet's illness increased at her house. He said, Pour seven unopened small water skins on me so that I can make a bequest to the people. The Prophet, peace be upon him, sat in a tub belonging to Hafsa radiallahu anha, and Aisha poured water over his head until he motioned for her to stop. Then he went out and led the people in prayer. He addressed them, saying, Your predecessors made the graves of their prophets and ancestors into places of worship. I forbid you to do this. May Allah curse the Jews and Christians for turning their prophets' graves into places of worship. You must not turn my grave into an idol to be worshipped. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked that anyone whom he owed anything should come forward, for he did not want to meet his Lord without first being forgiven by those he had wronged, or without having repaid his debts. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then turned towards his followers and related, Allah gave one of his slaves a choice between the treasures of this world and that which lies with Allah. The slave chose that which is with Allah. Abu Sa'id Qudri radiallahu an reports, When Abu Bakr radiallahu an heard this, he burst into tears and said, May I be sacrificed for your sake along with my mother and father. We were amazed by his behavior. Look at Abu Bakr, we said to each other. The Prophet, peace be upon him, told us about a slave of Allah who chose the next world when given a chance between this world and the year after. Now why is Abu Bakr reacting like this? After a few days, however, we understood that the slave the Prophet had referred to was himself. We then realized that Abu Bakr an was superior to us in knowledge. The Prophet's regard for Abu Bakr an increased with his incident. He then asked for all doors opening into the mosque to be closed, except for the door of Abu Bakr's house. The next day, Thursday, the Prophet's illness intensified and he said, Let me write something for you so that you will never go astray. Umar an, however protested, The Prophet, peace be upon him, is in great pain. We have the Qur'an and this is enough for us. This led to a dispute among the companions at the Prophet's bedside, and he said to them, Sit down. That same day the Prophet ordered that all Jews, Christians, and polytheists be turned out from the Arabian Peninsula. He also stressed that delegations to Medina were to be received with honor exactly as he used to receive them. He stressed the importance of prayer and the just treatment of slaves and servants. In closing, he said, I leave with you two things. As long as you hold them tightly, you will never go astray. They are the book of Allah and my sunnah.
And that's where we leave our book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Sayfur Rahman Mubarak Puri. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.